0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pod on Your Loons. I'm Justin. Pod on Your Loons. This is James. And pod on Your Loons.
1: Sam. How are we doing today, guys?
0: We're doing good, Sam. I'm doing good. Uh, I just got back from Scottsdale, Arizona, which is yeah. uh, gorgeous. Gorgeous right now. Low 70s and sunny. It was a blast. It was a good
1: trip. So it is what? January 18th right now at the time of recording, I forget when, um, when the world first shut down with the whole COVID thing I've had given my job, I've had about as high of exposure as anyone. And not 30 minutes ago, we find out that my daughter is exposed. She's completely asymptomatic. No one in my family has any symptoms, but it means... So So I want to preface that I understand how much worse it could be. But we don't have daycare for a really long time. And I don't know what we're going to do. So I'm... uh, I I think Cece's the TA now in your your class, huh? Yeah, well, I, I had her home today because she had been exposed. So the plan was to test her tonight, bring her back tomorrow... Yeah, she made a few cameos in my online class today. That was fine. Um, you know, so she's going to quarantine for 10 days, not go back to daycare for 10 days. My son, right, obviously, he's way too young to be vaccinated. So he's in that whole protocol for unvaccinated but exposed. So 10 days plus 5. So I'm looking at not having daycare for my daughter until the 31st and not having daycare for my son until like I forget if it's February 3rd or 4th. Man, I'm going to run out of beer.
2: <laughs> so
1: it should be that you can get rid of them
2: just about, and then you just have enough time before the Super Bowl. Like, there's an, there's about a week there you can recover before Super Bowl Sunday rolls around. Okay. That's rough, man. That's rough.
1: Yeah. And, and again, I, I know how much worse it could be Right, I, I know. In the grand scheme of things, we're very lucky. It's just it, it's it's going to be it's going to be a couple of weeks, <laughs> Justin. You, Justin, you might have to pick up some crawlers and drop them off on my porch. <laughs> well, so Pig a- Pig ate my pizza. Sam is
0: now a brewery. Like they, I heard that, they, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll bring some Nouvelle over to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was some of the most bittersweet news I've ever heard because I love Pig ate my pizza. I'm sad to see that go. I also love breweries and and I'm excited being only like seven minutes from downtown Robinsdale. I'm excited to have another brewery within quick driving distance. So,
0: and they have fun food, including pizza still. So they're not, they're not, they have like a pizza on the menu.
1: Is it like in the style of pig ate my pizza?
0: So it's the piggy pie. Remember when we were, we weren't supposed to go off track uh yeah <laughs> there's a couple about two minutes there's <laughs> a couple pizza inspired dishes i mean they're, they're, it's not like uh, like a slice normal slice but they have like a, a pizza croissant that looks looks delightful i think that's the what Ooh. i'm gonna go for the next time i go so okay. so
2: it was it was a pizza store and like by
0: the slice or so by the kind of it was you you buy like uh I don't know, like twelve, eleven-inch pizzas. I don't know if that's a okay. thing over your way, but like you'd buy like a couple of fun, ver- like variations of pizza to share with the table. A lot of cool ideas, uh, but they were like they they said like we're kind of tired of making pizza. We want to try something else. And then beer was beer was it? They were yeah. they had beer well, they had beer yeah. Before they were a a pizza place that that made beer. Now they're a beer place that makes food, including some pizza things. Yeah.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and they're owned by like a restaurant group that is known for kind of having innovative ideas, doing it for a little bit, and then trying something else. So they're they're kind of known for switching things up. Anyway, Sh- shout out Travail. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the pre yeah, sp- advertisement. Sponsored the pod, Travail. <laughs> but yeah, no, so. Yeah, so J- Justin living in North Minneapolis, me living in the West Burbs. Downtown Robbinsdale is our middle ground, but we haven't met there yet, and it's going to be hard for us to meet there, at least for the next two weeks. Stupid COVID.
2: Maybe maybe you guys can meet there for
1: the for the U.S. men's national team
0: game, because that'll be just about at the end of your quarantine period. I mean, that's not February. the
1: kind of place that's going to have a game on, would it?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think they even have TVs.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, wow. like I know, Wicked Wart has TVs, but though their TVs are like just kind of up and off to the side. Like you wouldn't go there to watch a game. It's not like a Buffalo Wild. James, or You tried. That was a good idea. Yeah, you yeah. appreciate yeah. it. James. Come on, take out your pizza. Yep. Come on. <laughs> well, guys. So originally, this was going to be part two of episode seventy nine, and then we kind of delayed the recording of part two. And then just more things kept happening. So this is episode 80 now, which, man, we're stacking these up. Episode 80 already. A lot of news has happened. So we, we had the MLS super draft, and then a lot of news happened in between the super draft and the time of recording, Tuesday, January 18th. Let's kind of run this down. You're my boy, Abu. Is that the yeah. first one? Yeah, our our boy Abu is back. Abu Ladi, our first overall pick during the Super Draft of 2017, our inaugural season. Abu Ladi is back.
0: Nashville took him. Was that two years ago in the yeah draft?
1: Yeah, so three. we had him three, right? No, we so we had him for three years. He's been gone for two. Mm. And I heard, Justin, I, I don't know even know if you remember this, but that wedding we went to in Philly and we were at that cheese steak place and they had like one of it might have been Nashville's like first game ever. And we watched Abu and Lottie score a goal for them. And we, we were pretty excited and we were kind of like, man, we let this guy slip away. Because it's not that we cut him or anything. It was we could only protect so many players. The team decided not to protect Abu. Nashville took him with the second pick of the uh, expansion draft that year. They were kind of going back and forth with Miami. They take them with their first pick. So the second overall pick of the expansion draft, he's gone. It was, it was interesting. I feel like there was quite a bit of criticism for, from our fan base for allowing Abu Dinladi to be unprotected and available for Nashville or of course Miami to, to take. But now that we re-signed him, it seems like our fan base is also a little critical for re-signing him, kind of based on his injury history. I, I don't know. Either you guys make sense of that at all?
2: No, I was just gonna say,
1: like it's, it's,
2: it's interesting that a guy who would go like first round, like first pick of the draft, we wouldn't protect, then goes second pick of an expansion draft. So clearly has talent. Because you don't go first and then second two years later without showing you know, that you've got talent. And then for us to get him back seems like a really good deal. But our <laughs> fan base is like, but why? I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. And I, 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 there were comments from Heath as well that were saying, if we had had MNUFC2 back when we drafted Abu uh, Dunladi,
0: it would have been much better for his development. Justin, any any thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his numbers. And I mean, we've just always known him to be so fast, very talented, but so injury-prone. And I look at his numbers, and he only played in eight, eight games this, this past season for a total of 95 minutes. You know, he he it seems like every year he plays, he plays less. His most minutes he's played, you know, was his rookie season for us, where he played 1,300 minutes. And he went to 488. So his second year with us, injury riddled, right? That's kind of why we let him go. He only played 700 minutes in his first year with Nashville. Or no, sorry, back that up. Uh, he played 700 minutes the following year for us. But then you know Nashville, 500 minutes, right? Like so, he's he is going down in his ability to play as time goes on. He's a guy that we know can be special when he's playing but just can't stay on the field. So it feels like just a, you know, kind of a, a waiver pick. We're seeing what happens with him. We know he can be special. I'm assuming that we're not, you know, we have high expectations for him, right? He's not going to start for us. He probably right. replaces like a Juan Godello, right? That's probably his role is to be, you know, our third or fourth option up front.
1: Right. And, and that was how I saw this, which is why I was so, I, I mean, first of all, Abu, right? We we said it. You're my boy Abu. Like, we're excited to get one of our guys back. I I remember that first year watching him. I I was thinking like Ladi was just going to be our favorite player, right? He was the guy that we we drafted with our first overall pick. I kind of thought that he had all the makings of just being a fan favorite. The only knock against him is that he's a little bit injury prone. Who would you rather have as your third striker? Would you rather have a younger upside guy like Abu Ladi? or would you rather have an older, you know what you got kind of guy like a Juan Agudelo? Addy would fit that bill. You know, Kai Kamara in the past. I I couldn't understand um, any of the negativity around bringing Abu Denladi back, especially since you don't bring a guy back if you don't have a belief that he'll mix in well with the team that you have. Minnesota United knows him, right? They know him. They want to work with him again. I think that this is completely a positive thing. He's not coming in to be a starter. He's coming in to be a backup. He, he was the first overall pick for a reason. Yes. Okay. Yes. It would have been great if we would have taken, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the Bloomington kid's name? Jackson Yule. Yes, yes. It would have been great if we would have taken Jackson But Yule. hey, Senate offensive mids don't score goals though, Sam. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, right, like in hindsight, if we could go back and redraft the 2017 draft, Jackson Yule goes ahead of Abudin Ladi. In hindsight, that would have been a great pick. At the time, it wasn't a bad pick to take Abudin Lottie. In fact, that was, a, that was pretty good thinking to take Abudin Ladi. We now have him back in the mix. If we can figure out a way, and if he can figure out a way to stay healthy, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. I understand why we didn't protect him. So, James, I actually disagreed with you on that for why we didn't protect him. It made total sense to not protect him. It makes sense that Nashville didn't re-sign him. I think both those things make sense. Also makes sense for us to bring him back in and give him the shot. And I'm, I'm excited about it. Now... He's coming in to be a backup, and hopefully he's coming in as a backup. You know, of, of course we have Adrian Hunu. He's our DP striker or a striker-like role. We've been kind of hearing reports that in, in France especially, he was very successful playing alongside another striker. Possibly, Aboudin Ladi will be backing up Luis Maria, the guy that came to us in 2020 and promised us 25 goals. Mr. 25 goals. Looked like he was going to get 45 goals. He came out the gate hot. Then was hurt. We had to give him back. He was only on loan for us. We had to give him back. Then we tried to outright buy him back. That fell through. Now we're trying to get him back again. It looked like a sure thing. We're starting to hear that there are some more South American clubs that maybe have interest. I, I don't totally know. Why this keeps going back and forth? He, okay, if Minnesota United is Ross, Luis Amaria is our Rachel. We're just going back and forth. Will they? Won't they? We we're on a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think that this just reaffirms, though, and we just need to remind ourselves, like we like we have a, had a lot of focus on signing guys from South America, and their their like sports media. Is not reliable whatsoever because it is always it's always back and forth. Like every single guy we've dealt with, you know, like Fragapane, Amaria, uh, who else? Who else is like? Uh, oh, like Re- so obviously Reynoso.
1: Think about all the guys we haven't gotten
0: right. All the guys that we were linked <laughs> to, like almost the same, right? Like you know, there's <laughs> yeah. countless guys that we've talked about. Like oh, this guy,
1: and you know, Abila. it's just so it's so unreliable. Yeah, shout out to (laughs) Beela. I don't remember him not being a sure thing ever. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so him, he was like, it it felt like they were saying he was a secondary option, and then they they made it happen. But but anyway, like all of it's been unreliable, right? So it just feels like more of the same, right? You know, we 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 have our sources that we trust. Uh, Shout out all the all the unverified Twitter accounts that give us great Minnesota United news. I Feel like it's going to happen still? Yeah, so the, it's said that he hopes
2: to come to fruition with MUNFC, MNUFC, but he also has offers from Newell and Club Atletico Colon in Argentina. So we're in a three-horse race to get him back.
1: I'm trying to think of like the, the middle school like dating example of this. like, yeah, I want to go to the dance with you. But this guy might ask me.
0: I'm waiting on. I'm waiting to see if uh, if if what's a, like a, a
1: name in the middle school, like the cool kid. Like I'm waiting for Zach. Todd McGurtsky. <laughs> Todd McGurtsky might ask me. So if he doesn't ask me, uh,
0: I'll ask you. I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah, you're my second. To, that's like the equivalent
2: of like if we're both unmarried at 35, we will get married, uh, <laughs> have a family. <laughs>
1: Is it only thirty five when you make that deal over in Europe? Because in in America, I think it's forty. If you're not married by forty, I thought it. I mean, most people I heard was thirty, but I was I was giving benefit of the doubt and going a little bit
2: older. Yeah, but thirty is the new forty. Wait, no, forty is the new thirty. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Keep uh, keep your eyes peeled on Twitter.
1: I'll let you keep your eyes peeled, and then I'll just check for when you text me. Well, as I as I texted you
2: guys today, we uh, officially signed Eric Dick.
1: Which <laughs> I thought we already did. He he was like re-entry draft guy. Yeah, but yeah, you still have so to sign the
0: contract. Like I think yeah, that yeah. San, San Jose had to sign Jan, right, after they yep. drafted him. Yeah. Uh we uh James and I were talking before you came in, Sam. Uh it's you know, just, just another in the long line of of goalkeepers that we'll never watch play, but we'll talk about when we talk about our roster. Looking at you, well, uh, who- Canadian Greg.
2: I <laughs> well, thought Canadian Ellen-
0: Greg got some games, did Actually?
2: he? Yeah, Can- Canadian he Greg. Did, was, yeah, he, or when Tyler did. Merlin
0: got injured. Who's the guy from Z- uh, the Z name uh, guy? Yeah, Z- Zendaya. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the one, right? Yeah. yeah, he he went back out the door. Because did he? He Cain never played a game. was on loan for a while. Yeah, and, and we, we had to recall him. him. Yeah,
2: yeah, and then and then we dropped Greg, and then he beat he beat out Greg, basically. Yeah, but uh, no, Greg, uh, Canadian Greg played a few games for us.
1: Yeah, and I I want one of those keepers that you had a when when Tyler Miller was hurt before Dane Saint Clair was recalled. One of those keepers. Had a couple of games and then maybe got hurt themselves. I don't know. Yeah, I need to go back into that. But Canadian Greg from Trinidad played three games for us. He's also Canadian though. We don't just call him Canadian Greg. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that Both. I think that's his FIFA eligibility is Canada.
2: <laughs> but yeah, he played. He played three games oh. uh, and let in eight goals.
1: Yeah, and you know I I want to bring up. Now that we're talking about goalkeepers, I want to bring up, I think we've said it on this show before, like a month or so ago, or maybe it was just a few weeks ago. I don't know. Every t- Time isn't a thing in the COVID era. We all know that. But not long ago, Callum Williams made a comment saying he didn't expect to have both of our starting caliber goalkeepers on the roster. He expected that Minnesota United would move one of them. It's just a matter of which one. Does Minnesota United move Miller or St. Clair? Probably going to move one. Which one will it be? So who knows? Maybe Eric Dick is the backup. I don't know. Uh, Speaking of Adrian Heath and just kind of fueling speculation, Adrian Heath said they are quote down to the line with several new faces. We've got a little bit of work to do. We know we've lost some good players and we've lost some experienced players. We've got to replace that, but we're active on two or three fronts at this moment. Okay. That was a quote from Heath.
0: We got to get a I'm DP, assuming- guys. Come on. We got some DP slots yeah. to fill. I'm assuming one front is
2: Amaria, and then there's at least one, if not two more. How, many, you- how many DPs do we officially have now?
1: I think we have two slots, right? Well, we we have two right now, so we have one vacancy. Of course, if we don't move Thomas Chacon, if Thomas Chacon comes back from his loan and is back on our books, Thomas Chacon is a DP. can we move him to the under-22 initiative or something? And then he doesn't count as one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a chance that Thomas Chacon is going to be on our books as a DP. I don't even think the chances are very good that he's going to even be on our books um based on what some of the insiders are saying not based on anything that the team has said what are the odds
0: that that whoever we pick for a dp slot is going to be a person we've heard of before do you think we're going to get no, it's, like do you think we're going to like a sexy pick or is it going to be a guy from south america we've never heard of before
1: <laughs> it's going to be a guy from south america we've never heard of before <laughs>
0: We're not gonna like pull a Toronto come on just, uh, what just look did had they been looking at transfer market, see who's off contract? Come on now <laughs> that yeah, was just... the best football manager move <laughs> I cannot believe they actually did that, England, I, I that let let Italian, Italian national team who's off contract that was
2: yeah, yeah brilliant. Toronto literally just looked up Italian national team during the euros we're like we're watching Italy play the euros and looked up out of contract Italian players. And then they went and got to uh, insignia. That's
1: awesome. And it's so awesome that they admitted that. And I wonder how often that actually happens. It's just genius, actually. <laughs> it's just it's just also, did you see
2: the thing that I sent you guys about how much he's going to cost them in the first year? I thought uh, whereas, I thought well,
0: I thought the DPs don't count towards
2: the seller cap anyway. So if, they're, if they are signed or registered in the summer transfer window, they only have a salary cap hit of $306,250.
1: Right. And it's just all that extra money that they make don't count. That, all that doesn't count against the salary cap. That's the point of being a DP is you can really pay them all you want, and they're only going to cost the same against the cap as really any other player. Uh, so basically he's only if they use the summer
2: transfer window to sign him he's only going to cost 306,000 on their cap which is ridiculous thing as it's just like a 15 million or something right
1: but right like if these owners didn't care about like i can't imagine um dr maguire just being okay with spending that much money on one player regardless of who that player is or how little that player costs in the salary cap, these owners are still shelling out the money and they're still shelling out money that they're not going to make back. I don't know. Like you see certain MLS teams that are just like, ah, I don't care. But Minnesota United is not one of those teams that just doesn't care what losses they accrue based on their DPs. Minnesota United is ultimately a business. I I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I don't mean that in a way where it's like, Oh, Dr. McGuire doesn't care about the team. No, I I think Dr. McGuire cares a lot based on his interviews. And based on his interviews, it seems like he is a huge fan of his team and follows these players everywhere they go. But I, I, I don't think that he's willing to make a big splash like that, knowing that the return on investment isn't going to be there.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if I think a team like LA Galaxy or the Red Bulls or even into Miami... There's a lot of money that you can make back from jersey sales of these players. I wouldn't have thought Toronto FC was one of them, but they've signed quite a few
1: big players in the past, so it could be them. Toronto is, compared to Minneapolis, Toronto is a much bigger city.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could definitely work for them. Like I wouldn't see us selling so many jerseys of signing someone so big that it would be kind of worth it
1: for us right, right we're we're gonna try to win with the Reynosos and the lids of the world really good players that aren't maybe as sexy of names these are players that we dig out from lesser known leagues they're still incredibly quality they're still expensive let's face it Re- Reynoso was still expensive and Minnesota United's going to try to win with those guys Minnesota United's not going to go for the big splash at least in its current form. Maybe someday. Um, you know, let's let's just kind of run down these last couple of news bits before we get to talking about the draft, which is going to be so much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was fun texting back and forth with James about that draft. I think it was the first one he actually watched. Yeah. Um, Reynoso is back in Minnesota. There was some question over if he was in legal trouble in Argentina. I'm still entirely confused about what happened in Argentina. I think I can... Speak for all of us when I say that. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's
2: a lot of he said, she said. They said he got arrested and then nothing happened and he got let out.
1: Yeah, because his lawyers say he wasn't even in the location that the alleged incident happened. I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to comment on any of this because I don't know. And then Roman Metnair rehabbing. He apparently tore a hamstring mus- muscle against Portland. We all saw that in the playoffs should be fully healthy by the opener against Philly. Uh, of course, yep. Roman Metnair, I mean, he's been amazing for us. No one will argue against that. Remember he was not one of the players that was protected by Minnesota United going into this expansion draft for Charlotte FC. He was left vulnerable. He, he by far was our highest profile player. That was just completely left vulnerable for Charlotte FC to take. You know, he, he, he's getting up there in age. These these injuries are starting to happen more often. He's still playing a lot of time with Madagascar. Uh, of course, obviously, if he's not healthy right now, he's not in the African Cup of Nations right now. I, I actually am not even sure if Madagascar qualified. I don't know if either of you know that, but just something to uh, be aware. AFCON? Yeah, is Madagascar in AFCON? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, and the answer is no, they're not. Okay. So it it wouldn't have mattered either way, but either way, remind Matt total machine. He's been a total machine getting up there in age on the wrong side of 30. These things start happening. Okay, guys, let's get to the draft. Justin, did you watch the draft? James and I did. Did you watch it?
0: Uh, I did not know. I, 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 had planned on watching it. And then, uh, when I realized the draft was happening, it was already past our pick. So I didn't, I did not watch. Sorry.
1: <laughs> you almost should have uh, turned it on then just to, cause there was, I, re- I remember James texting me. He was like, wow, this is low budget. And I, I was, I was watching it. I was <laughs> like, "What do, what do you mean? This is low budget. Well, I was watching it with the volume off Okay, so I'm just seeing like the graphics and like the ticker at the bottom. and i'm I'm like, James, I don't think that this is low budget., uh, you're missing out. And then I turned the volume on it and I realized because they were trying to be like the NFL draft. They were trying to be like the NFL draft. They had like cameras set up in like all like these top prospects homes. and they were they were trying to give like the live reaction. but they were so delayed that they, they were delayed by like 30 seconds or more from the pick and then you just watch the guy, like staring at the TV, looking bored, looking kind of sad that isn't gotten picked yet. You would just watch the guy for like one of, one of them. You're watching the guy for so long that they actually switched away from the guy and started talking at their desk again. Oh, uh, it was, oh my God, it was a thing. There was also one
2: guy who while waiting for the TV, his dad was watching on the phone And that was quicker than the TV. So he (laughs) knew his son was picked before his son watched it on TV, which was also just, it was, and it was full of things like, you know, all these guys coming up and and they're trying to be official and they're, and they're trying to, most of them are trying to be official uh, and and make these picks uh, and, and trying to be like, you know, "Uh, this is our club. And and this is what we're going to do. And it would flick to them and you would just hear, all right, in three, two, One, okay, you're on, you're on. And just like all the background production noise and they didn't turn people's microphones off and whoever the guy was for FC Cincinnati was just hanging out in his like club room or something, just chatting to a reporter, making picks there while everyone else has got an official podium.
0: And uh, it was, uh, it was funny, but it was, it was a bit of a mess. Yeah. I did, I did see one wholesome like replay uh, there was one kid where uh, the team, like the owner, goes up or whoever the the GM is, and he was like, uh, "I have a special guest to make this pick," and it was the, the kid's yeah. parents. That was fun. Yeah, uh, the, the they were just losing their minds, so they didn't get to hear the parents. Like I couldn't, we, you couldn't hear the parents making the pick because the reaction of the family was so loud. But what a fun, wholesome moment, though, right? Like you're watching this draft, and all of a sudden, your mom and dad are on the screen. They, I guess, they said his name, but you didn't hear it.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was pick, uh, it was pick twenty-one for LA Galaxy. The guy's last name is uh, Mutatu. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, that was a wholesome moment, but just added to the kind of comedy of what had happened before. <laughs> just,
1: well, oh man. And I, I do, I know, I said this in the last episode, but I, I do want to point out, like, some of the commentary. Again, I think they're trying to be like the NFL draft where they're trying to talk like, oh, this guy's going to come in and he's going to have an immediate impact and change the team so much. No, he's not. Or he might, he might. <laughs> but it's definitely, it's far from guaranteed. It's far from guaranteed in the NFL, but at, at least in the NFL, like if you're a first round pick and you don't make a splash right away, like you're pretty much considered a bust. Like you're you are pretty much considered like, well, that, that's how GMs lose their job. Is is, is Daryl? Go ahead.
0: Daryl DK. Yeah. I think he's like the only one that actually like came on the scene and was like amazing. Right. Like, like the only guy, (laughs) at least as long as we've been covering it, that that's like, I I,
1: I think there's more than just Daryl DK, but, but like um, national,
0: right. Like, I mean, obviously we know that we've drafted well. Right. But like most, like not a lot of these guys are going to come and just take the league by storm.
1: Who's that who's that guy
0: on Leeds that was on New England? Was he good? He wasn't on New England. He was on uh uh you're talking about Jack Harrison. Shout out Jack yeah, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Got a got a, a hat trek against West Ham this weekend. Right. Uh he played he was for a Yeah, he, he was, was a draft he, pick. Yeah, and he had a he had a good rookie season, but that was
1: you know five, six years ago, right? So it it does happen and it, it does happen and we'll kind of go over who our picks were, but it's not that there's not talent in the draft, but you don't build your team off of your draft picks. You you build your team, right? Like we went to South America and found a guy that is expensive enough and is uh, qualified enough, but none of us had ever heard of. Um, I'm sure there's a few Boca fans out there listening that had heard of Reynoso prior to us bringing him in, but that's how you build your team in the MLS you go and recruit guys that are really big where they're from, but no one's ever heard of them over here. You don't build your team through the MLS draft. You get some supplemental players. You occasionally hit a home run, but you don't build your team through the MLS draft. And I I think, right, which is exactly how you build your team in the NFL. You build your team through the draft. And I, I think since the MLS clearly is trying to make their production be like the NFL draft, I think that they maybe were trying to hype players up a little bit too much. Just my thoughts. I don't know if anyone agrees with me on that, but
2: yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of what, uh, what these guys will do. I mean, so far only in the first round, there were 28
1: picks and so far only eight of them have actually signed a contract. Which that, that doesn't, I mean, it's not like the draft was that long ago, so I'm not, no. I'm not too concerned by that. Um, um, So we pick 17th overall, which is pretty typical for Minnesota United. James, who do we pick? We picked uh, Tani
2: Oluwasei from uh, St. John's university six foot two from Ontario. And it is a forward slash midfielder who missed almost the entire season last year through injury.
1: Yeah, which so this is two years in a row um, that we've taken a draft pick who probably fell further than they would have had they not gotten injured. I, I forget last year was it McMaster or Nabby that was hurt? It was Nabby, right? Nabby Kimaguchi? was he hurt? I think it was McMaster that was injured. McMaster. Yeah, I mean we we hear about these guys, we get psyched about these guys, and then we we don't really see them for for a year or so (laughs) also also Um, pick 17
2: i might add yeah mcmaster was also pick 17 last year
1: yeah so two two years in a row now we've taken a guy who was injured probably would have gone higher in the draft had he not been injured and we're we're hoping that the recovery went nicely um i the, the guys on the broadcast did say it wasn't a major surgery that he had hopefully he recovers we see what we got in him in, in a little bit, we're going to kind of go over our history of drafting players and kind of see what Tanny kind of is up against. But first, I just want to point out, I, I made a bet with James in the last episode. I made a bet with James that we were not going to take Jack Lynn.
2: Which was who MLSsoccer.com was saying yeah. that we were going to take. They're experts.
1: Yeah. So the MLS soccer.com did a mock draft and had us taking Jack Lynn from Notre Dame, a striker. So we we ended up taking a striker. We had pick 17 and I I made such a big deal about it. I was like, James, this isn't going to happen. Okay. You don't predict these things. Like after the first five picks, like there's no way to predict what happens. So this isn't going to happen. And I I like doubled down and I, I started, I started, Making bets that didn't even require James to give me anything in return. <laughs> it was just like, if if we take Jacqueline, i'll I'll send you a whole care package. I was this close. so I, I was sweating because he got we had pick seventeen. We take a striker. He goes pick eighteen to Orlando <laughs> City. <laughs> <laughs> missed
2: it by that much. <laughs> so I was texting Sam when we came on the clock. I was like, Sam,
1: Sam, Jacqueline's still available. No, no one's picked him yet, and it's us. So like someone else. Yeah, I'm glad that that didn't watch. Now he's going to be like the next Daryl DK, who also was going to be Caden Clark all over again. Well, Caden Clark was never drafted, but DK was by Orlando City, and uh, <laughs> you know, turns into a really big deal. So Jacqueline will be the next Daryl DK, and we probably should have drafted him. But I will not care because I will not have sent James a care package. So.
0: And now, now Daryl DK is—he's uh, West Bromwich Albion, so he's just going to go up and down for the next yeah. four or five years.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's his entire—that's his entire career now. <laughs> no, uh, t- Tani. The, the stats of Tani's 2021—he uh, played uh, 72 minutes had four shots and two of them were on goal. there we go uh, that was oh he play, sorry he played 109 minutes in total, and uh, that was uh that was his entire <laughs> that was his entire 2021 output it was uh, season finale and the quarterfinals of the big east. but uh, he was first team all big east big east defensive player of the year. Big East all freshman. He he was very, very good in college. So yeah, it's exciting to see uh you know, hopefully he's
1: recovered and he'll I'm assuming he'll spend some time in MNUFC too. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing the picks from last year, Nabi Kimingucchi and Justin McMaster, I'm guessing we're gonna see them there. That's why we have MNUFC UFC 2 Now And guess what? If we have a game where we think we'll be able to work them in and get them some playing time with the big boys, we get to do that because MNUFC two probably is just going to be in blame. Sam, maybe we'll have to go to a game or two. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I remember. So I, I didn't do much research research going into this draft, but like once we drafted him, I, I Googled this guy. Cause you know, I've never heard of him before. Uh, and I think I, I messaged you guys and said, uh, hasn't played in a year was really good last year. <laughs> so they're pulling a McMaster again in in drafting a guy. They're buying low on a guy, right? That they think would have been a higher pick uh, if he were healthy. And then lo and behold, like the official statement is them saying, we really like him. We think he's a good player. We think he would have been healthy. He would have been a top 10 pick easy or something like that. But I mean, it's a, it's a smart strategy, right? Like you hope that a guy can, can uh, get healthy and play. Hopefully our new trainer doesn't hurt guys like our last trainer. Remember that was the big, there was like a miniature scandal last year with the dude, you know, (laughs) wrecking everyone's hamstrings. So hopefully whoever is in there now can help, help him get to his highest potential.
1: Yeah. And Cam like knows that guy personally and got really upset. He got really upset that uh, everyone in Minnesota was blaming him for the injuries. So I'm sure he's a good dude. I, I forget his name already, but
2: I think <laughs> I also think as we're as we're talking about how we're like Boca de Nord, this is our f- I think it's our fifth African player on uh, on our roster. So we're starting to like all from all from different countries too. And all so with like dual citizenship. Of, I think so. I don't think uh Longwane has dual citizenship. No, he right? doesn't he doesn't. He, just South African. he doesn't, but almost Almost everyone else does.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, we were talking about it before, Justin. Before we came on air, we were talking about numbers. Fred Emmings wears 99.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And DSC wears 97.
0: But but that was Abu. Abu was the guy that wore 99 before he left.
1: It was just because... uh, uh, Angelo. Angelo Rodriguez came in and stole his number. (laughs) Abu was our original number nine. He was the first Minnesota United player in the MLS era to wear number nine.
2: Well, we don't guys, even. Oh, sorry. What? We don't even have a. I was going to say we don't even have a player who wears number nine at the moment.
1: We're probably saving it to, for Amaria. Or maybe it'll be a booze. I don't know. I don't know. Well, guys here, I, I want to. I really want to run down our draft history. And the reason I want to do this is to just kind of give you context on what to expect when we take a player, like how how do we measure if this player is successful or not? Um, Because we're we're starting to have, we're starting to have some precedent. We're starting to have a track record. Now you guys, cause I don't want to just make a giant list of things. So you guys like mystery science theater, me all you want, like, you know, just tease me, make comments about what I'm saying all, all you want, but. First, I'm, I'm just going to focus on first round picks. So 2017, our first round pick. And my notes already changed because I, I had written down Abudamati, now a free agent. Well, what what do you know? He is back with Minnesota United. He previously made 67 appearances for us and 11 goals, which I was just listening to 10K pitches today on on my way to... Get my get my son from his last day of daycare in a while. And I I was listening to 10K pitches and the Dom on 10K was like, yeah, that's comparable to Mason Toys goal tally. That's comparable to Miguel Abara's goal tally. So 11 goals for the team in his all time ranking. Not not too bad. Eight of those in his first season. Eight of those in his first season. Three of them came in his following two. He was taken by Nashville with the second pick of the 2019 expansion draft. He has made 25 appearances and three goals for Nashville. And now he's 26 years old and he's back with Minnesota United. If he can stay healthy, we're looking at something awesome. I think overall, I think overall, I, I think Abu Dhammadi for a first overall round pick, I, I don't know if you can outright call him a bust because at least he's still in the league. And at least we we know that he has the talent and just injuries holding him back. But I think, right, like we, we all would say that we, we wish things had gone differently so far for Abu. 2018, Mason Toy. We sold Mason Toy to Montreal for a decent amount of Gam and Tam. 42 appearances and seven goals for Minnesota United. We traded him midseason in 2020 to Montreal. He has since made 20 appearances for them in seven goals. We also took Wyatt Amsburg with the 15th overall pick. He is now with Chicago. We traded him there for Raheem Edwards to take kind of a flyer on Raheem Edwards, who I think is a free agent again after spending last year with LAFC. He made seven appearances for us. Uh, since going to Chicago, though, he has made 23 appearances for them and just re-signed with them. So he, he is... Made something for himself in Chicago. We also took Carter Manley in that draft with the twenty third overall pick. He made nine appearances for us. He spent last year in the USL Championship. I believe he is a free agent now, but he's looking like a USL player. Two thousand nineteen, guys. That was the memorable one.
2: Yeah. Before before you get onto that, you mentioned uh, Raheem Edwards. By the way, Uh, do you find it just signed a. Just signed a three-year contract with LA Galaxy to the oh. end of 2024. Okay. With an option for 2025
0: held by the club. We, we wish you the best, Raheem. Sorry that, uh, sorry that
1: Heath didn't like you. <laughs> I, I don't agree with <laughs> Justin at all, but that's fine. <laughs> I will say it again. I think if he was so great to have on your team, why did that many teams keep passing him around? But I mean the man the man does have a supporter
2: shield and an MLS cup. I can't forget that. But yeah, he got drafted. Yeah, he's been around. But anyway.
1: Yeah. That's that's a lot of teams in not many years, but you know what? Good good for him. I don't have anything against him. I don't know him personally. I just
2: no. That's a red flag for, for
1: me. It's a, it's a red flag for me and I know a lot of Minnesota United fans like to hate on Heathford. and I I'm all for criticizing Heath I'm not, again, I don't think Keith is above criticism. I just don't think that that's one that you can criticize him for. 2019, that was the good year. Okay, that, that was a good year. Because 2017, 2018, none of those guys are, or I guess now Abu's with our team, but. Abu's back, baby. Abu's back. But if Abu wasn't back, we would say, none of those guys are with us anymore. 2019 was a good year because that was when we drafted Dane St. Clair seventh overall who's made 17 appearances for us and has an international cap with Canada. He just signed a new contract with us for the next three seasons and a club option for a fourth. That same draft, we also got Gasper, Chase Gasper. We traded up for him with the 15th pick. He's made 63 appearances for us, two goals. He has a U.S. men's national team cap, and he just signed a new four-year contract with us. So that's awesome. Those were our two first round picks. Was was wasn't it like later.
0: linked to like a random Norwegian team or something? Wasn't that like we were there was some steam that they were trying to take chase off our hands? Yes.
1: Yes, a Norwegian team was trying to get Chase from us and we're actually going to play them in a preseason game I think in Portland coming up this season. So it's on. You can't
0: have Chase yeah, but will you play us in a friendly?
2: <laughs> Viking uh, Viking FK.
1: 2020, we took Noah Billingsley with the 18th overall pick. He is now a free agent. He made just one appearance for us, which is by far the fewest appearances by a Minnesota United first round pick. So Noah Billingsley, I, I heard he was like an athletic freak. We never really saw much of him. Not with a team right now. Maybe he lands in the USL. I'm not sure. Maybe he goes... Maybe he goes to the A-League. He's from New Zealand. I don't know. And then 2021, Justin McMaster, 17th pick, has made seven appearances. Navi Kimenguchi with the 18th pick, so one pick later. They're both with the team this year. Okay, All all of our picks typically stay um, at least for a second year. Let's hope that they have some staying power. Let's hope that we're building something with these guys. I think MNUFC 2 means that we're going to see a lot more of these guys.
2: Yeah. Imagine if we'd had a youth program earlier.
1: Well, like Carter Manley and uh, Wyatt Umsburg did play a decent amount of time with forward Madison. So I, I remember paying attention to them in 2019. Um, even, even Dane St. Clair and Mason Toy played a little bit of time that year in Madison. So, you know, the, the forward Madison experience didn't necessarily save Carter Manley's uh, MLS career. But I, I mean, he's still playing professionally, so good, good for him.
2: So th- there is something concerning uh, when I look at when I go through this draft history. There is something of concern, wh- which hopefully doesn't reflect on Tani. But uh, twenty seventeen, we drafted someone uh, back with Ma- with uh, back with us. Twenty eighteen, we had three draft picks, and none of them were with us anymore. Twenty nineteen, those two guys are still with us. Twenty twenty. Out the door, 2021, those two guys are still with us. So every odd year, it looks like we do good. And every even year,
0: we seem to bust. I think though, well, it, yeah. it, kind of, it kind of more speaks to the, the way they want to build this team, right? Like they, I don't think they just, neces- I mean, they like the draft, obviously. Like they hope they can find players. They found players in the past, but they are much more concerned with finding free agents and hoping that the draft picks work out, right? Like they're not, they're not investing They're not drafting these guys with anticipation that like they're going to start like, or even, you know, like it's, it's just, it's drafting for potential, right? Like we've kind of seen that with the last two picks last two seasons, right? They're going for guys that have high upside, but they're not trying to fill their roster and they're more, they're, they're more than okay. Like a lot of the, the MLS with just cutting, cutting bait if they don't work out after a year or two. Yeah, and I mean, so many MLS teams don't even. Yeah,
2: I mean, Colorado passed a second round pick this year. And then there were, I think, about half, maybe like a third of the, just over a third of round three was passed. So, and Han, San Jose got a comp, compensation pick, and they passed on that as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of passing going on as well. But yeah, I you do notice as you kind of get towards the lower end of the, the MLS draft, it just starts being a lot of people from other countries as well. It's much more Americans at the top and then, yeah, well, and, kind of, uh, you go down.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, to just kind of wrap up that, that point that you guys are making. So you, you kind of add the picks together that we've made. So prior to this draft. So I'm not counting a boo right now, but prior to this draft, we had five former draft picks on our roster. Three of them from 2019. One of them we haven't talked about yet, but y'all know who he is. Two of them from 2021, which does that even count? We typically <laughs> we typically give people um a second year. We draft them in the first round. So just five picks. Now adding a boo back makes it six. Only ten former draft picks have ever made an appearance for Minnesota United of those 10, only five of those 10 made more than 10 appearances for Minnesota United. And only one of those 10 was drafted after the first round. That person, I of think course, we all know who that yeah, is. That person, of course, the only second round draft pick to ever make an appearance for Minnesota United, Asani Dotson drafted with the 31st overall pick he has made 71 appearances for Minnesota United, which is the most by any Minnesota draft pick. He has scored seven bangers. He has seven U.S. Men's National Team U23 caps and two bangers for that team. We just got him on a three-year contract, so we, we wrapped up Chase Gasper, Hassani Dotson, and Dane St. Clair, at least for the next three to four years. As I said, Hassani is our only second rounder to ever make an appearance. Only one other second rounder has ever even made the roster. And that was some guy named Tomas de Viarde. I don't know if I'm saying that right, James. He He got a contract, but he never made an appearance. That was 2017. We took him in the second round. In terms of third or fourth rounds, sometimes we make these picks. Sometimes we pass them. We've never had one of those picks be relevant. We've never had one of them make the roster. So it's almost not even worth talking about it. It. Sorry. I shouldn't say it's almost not worth talking about. It's not worth talking about. It's never happened. Second round's barely worth talking about. If not for Asani. Yeah.
2: And I mean, this year we didn't even have a second or a third round. We, we traded the, we traded the second rounder for Kai Kamara and we traded the, and some gam we sent away and we traded the third rounder for the rights to a uh,
1: Azil Jackson, Azil, Azail. Yeah, he needs to. He needs to, and and he's on the roster again this year. I'm excited to hear more about him, so that we can know how to say his name. Yeah, he uh, he didn't play anything last year, so
2: he was one of four players on our roster who didn't play any minutes. Him and Fred, just Fred Emmings. <laughs> yeah, Fred, uh, Azil, uh, Kimbangucci, and Adrian Zendejas.
1: Yeah, Kim- made some playing time. Not according to this, he did not. I thought he made My, seven. Uh,
0: maybe for Sacramento? Did he not? Did I uh, Did I get... No, I Ball have uh, after making... Or except, oh,
2: dear. Except a mistake. Uh, Justin McMaster played seven times, but according to uh, fbref.com, Kim and Gucci did not play at all.
1: Oh.
2: Balls. <laughs> Zero minutos. Oh. Joseph Rosales played six, six games, but, uh, nope. Okay. Even Foster Langsdorf played more minutes.
1: Okay. James, just, <laughs> just stop. I'm wrong. I get it. <laughs> you don't have to rub salt in the wound. Anytime I can get a Foster Langsdorf uh, <laughs> stat in, I will. All right. Just upcoming guys. We got to wrap things up. We got to get going. But just upcoming preseason is coming up from January 23rd until February 3rd. Minnesota United will be in Florida. So basically the duration of me trying to figure out with my wife how to both work full time and watch two kids under the age of three. Um, While we're doing that, we will have uh, pictures of our loons enjoying themselves in sunny Orlando uh, to cheer us up. Then there'll be some mid February friendlies in Portland, which will include the Timbers real Salt Lake and Viking. James, did we say that we were going to call it Viking Stavanger? <laughs> yeah. I was letting you ride with that one. Cause you, you owned that moment. Stavanger.
2: Stavanger. Stavanger. Stavanger.
1: Of course, yeah. very unlikely that any of those games are going to be televised. You're going to have to get your soccer fix from the World Cup qualifiers for the U.S. men's national team. We got January 27th against El Salvador in Columbus. We got January 30th at Canada in the donut box. The donut box is a ha- Hamilton, right? The Hamilton donut box.
2: I think it's happening. Yeah, yeah.
1: Tim Hortons Field. Okay. Uh, and then February 2nd, I'm sure many of you listening are going to be freezing your asses off against Honduras at Alliance Field. Good for you guys. I, I I can't go, my kids are quarantined, so I guess I'm gonna have to sit this one out, guys. I'll watch them home. <laughs> I'll watch it from home. Uh, we'll probably eventually have a kit reveal sometime in February. The black and blue.
0: I've have, I've have a I have a take on that. Yeah? What if this jersey is just the inverted version of the uh, the blue jersey that we just got? Right, like they just flip it and like it's the same water look, but with with blue target logo, and it'll be a black jersey.
1: It it, it very well could be. So
0: it's going to be, it's going to be some Adidas thing that has already been used before that they're just like, they're just like going to sell us this idea, right? Like they, they look
1: good, but like they're never, they're never original ideas. So for, first of all, um, we, we should point out that it was heavily teased on Minnesota United's Twitter and Facebook that the new Jersey will be black. Okay. So it was heavily teased. We're likely getting a black Jersey now I I am just as critical about all these like Adidas template jerseys we've been seeing around the MLS. I think that the criticism is finally being heard though, because there there have been some cool ones lately. The the Seattle, like that purple Seattle kit was pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, I really like that kit. I just I just saw it again on Twitter yeah. as I was scrolling and I'm like,
0: oh man, the Jimi
1: Hendrix one. I yeah, think, right? Sounds yeah. great. Yeah. It just looks nice. It's Great. Like I don't want to copy Seattle, but like a a Prince kit would be pretty sweet. <laughs> um, the the L A Galaxy like throwback kit was pretty sweet. Kind of made to look like their original nineteen ninety six kit, but slightly updated. I th- I thought that that one was pretty cool. So I I think that they're hearing like they're they're seeing these U S L teams and even N P S L teams have these kits that kind of become sensations and people buy them all over the country, whether or not they have a connection to that club or not like Ford Madison, Minneapolis city, these small clubs are getting a lot of attention and making some cash with their kits and Minnesota United just kind of I shouldn't just say Minnesota United, just MLS clubs in general, just kind of keep throwing out the same old, same old. Maybe they're learning. I don't know.
2: I hope so. I'm excited to see it. Do you think a black, like with the wing kit that I'm also, I'm just so bored of black and white kits. I just, I want more colors and then I don't think it'll be black and white. No, I mean like just white or black or black and
0: white. It's just. So what I, yeah, what I said before was kind of like, I don't think they're going to do the same thing. It looks like it might be like pinstripey. You know, like from, from the video, it's going to be like pinstripey, but I bet you it's going to have, I bet you though, the,
1: the target logo will be blue. Like it's going to be black and blue. I I, I think so. And maybe it's like a frosty blue. That would be kind of cool. Really pop.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. This is Adidas. Calm down. None of those, none of those
0: outrageous ideas in here, please, sir. (laughs) Have you seen every other kid? Just, just stay away from the dumb, the dumb necklines, please. Adidas. Oh Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we want that red button. Come on. <laughs> Give us the red button. Blue we want red. the loon's eye. Of course, that has to be coming soon. Our opener is at Philly, February twenty-six. Our home opener against Nashville on March 5th. I don't know. Guys, you got anything else? It's been our hour. You got anything else you want to say before we... Bid I'm, just hope,
0: I'm, I'm just hoping the next time we do one of these, we're going to have a really fun pick, like a really, really fun signing to go over, you know, like because we're getting to crunch time, right? Like we, we got to finalize this roster and we haven't been hearing much of anything about other than, other than us trying to get the band back together, which we know isn't working or hasn't worked, right? So, so I'd like to hear some fun new players. I'd like to do some more FIFA research. You know, I want to see how I want. I, I want somebody with at least ninety five speed.
1: Oh man! Well, I'm. I mean, so it, it's January eighteenth, which means that we're probably going to have a major announcement on about January nineteenth. Guys, I make these jokes, and you Standard. have I, I mean, We were laughing. We were laughing. You have, so <laughs> you have your mics. You, listeners at home, like you. You gotta okay, just on air vent session, like WTF, man! Like, <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, we were we were lucky that we last week we got a we got an announcement the day before the pod. Yep. so
1: no, in, in, they, all, in mention... all seriousness, signings are announced usually, and, and actually, we've been kind of lucky this year, right? We had South we had we had South African mania um, already happened with Longwane. Like That's pretty cool. That That's pretty cool. But usually these signings happen in February. So I urged you all in the last uh, podcast, just be just be patient right now because we're going to hear a lot in the next several weeks. You just got to kind of trust the process. But also if you trust the process, you know that we typically um, get some big signings mid-season as well, <laughs> like Hanu or Reynoso. So I don't know. All right, guys. Yeah, I think it'll oh, be. Yeah. Go ahead. I
2: think it'll be interesting. I'm. Uh, I'm excited to see what. Do we think the kit is going to be like this week, or is it really like one of those things they're going to hype up for like a month and then? I don't.
1: I don't think they'll hype it up for a month. I because I think they have to get it out pretty soon, just because the season's starting earlier. It's hard to really have any context um, if the season was starting around the same time it normally does. I would just say, okay, well, they they typically launch the kit in mid-February, so just wait until mid-February. Um, it, it's got to be coming up soon. It's It really has to be coming up soon, having an opener in the month of February. So that's my two cents on that. But with that said, guys, thank you for listening, good people out there. Peace out, pot on you loons. Pot on your loons. Ciao. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Waiting for each other peace out pot on your loons <laughs> peace
1: out pot on your loons one, one of these peace. days we'll have chemistry with each other peace <laughs> yeah. oh yeah hey welcome to season three okay the draft <laughs> happened three. the draft happened yeah pot on your loons when we started this i didn't know if we'd last more than five episodes so it's good to still we be doing this to be, to
2: be honest you you got about five episodes and then COVID hit, right? So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it was exactly five episodes, actually. That's funny. <laughs> okay. All right. In all seriousness, peace out. See you later, guys. Peace. Bye.